This is the Beyond the Story podcast, a show that goes way beyond the story. And now, Sebastian Frost! JC Height, what's happening, man? What's up, my brother? All good. It's great to uh, it's great to meet you. I meet a lot of people on these podcast interviews. Imagine that. Yeah, I'm super super stoked. The world's so small. A mutual friend, Jeff, yeah. got us got us hooked together. I'm, I'm pumped, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Man. I am too. That's uh, the world continues to get smaller and smaller. I think the internet makes it uh, makes it smaller. So we were chatting for a little bit before we started the interview here uh, about how you got started, and I, it kind of a very interesting story. And you kind of reached this crossroads of do we lay on a beach or do we uh, create jobs and, and, and build a brand. So I'm curious to, to, to know how, you know, how that entire thing, uh, came about. I know you said you spent some time in the agency world too. So let, let, let's back up, you know, prior to the agency world, how'd you wake up one day and say, you know what? I need to go to work for an agency. This is the type of work that I want to do. And then when did you wake up and go, you know what? Uh, I don't like this whole agency world. There's a better way. <laughs> you know, I, it, my, uh, I was very blessed. I was in real estate young financial advisor until I was 24 or so and uh, ended up uh, building my real estate portfolio enough where I didn't really need the day job anymore. So I left that and, uh, you know, grew up in the church, grew up in a family that, you know, you, you want to do good in the world. So I decided to create a, this nonprofit, you know, try to make the story as short as possible. Sure. Wanted to create a nonprofit where we taught English because traveling throughout LATAM and Africa, the, the, one of the biggest gaps is if I could teach you English and nothing else, you can go get a decent job. Like it's just, you know, you can work for a call center or whatever and, and have a little bit of stability. And so I wanted to teach English. And the idea was we were going to charge really, really little, like a dollar a month to teach you English. But then we were going to extract data and then sell that to big corporations, right? So I would, I would create a class digitally, create a class on buying a vehicle, right? But then I would ask all these questions, extract that data and go sell it to, to Ford, right? That was the idea. And we did well. We did okay. Ended up meeting uh, a really beautiful Latina through the experience that we, I actually went to school with. Uh, ended up moving to Latin America. This whole time, this agency actually was, was really interested in me coming on their team, actually. They actually wanted to hire me. And I was like, no, like, no, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Finally, there's an opportunity to come in uh, with some equity. And I was like, all right, let's, let's make it happen. And this agency, to be honest with you, I didn't know anything about digital marketing. I didn't know anything about this digital world. I'm an old school real estate guy, right? Like no, nothing. Right. And jumped in, man, I freaking loved it, dude. Like I loved it so much right. and working with small businesses, all this good stuff. It was just, uh, uh, it was an adventure. And so, and, uh, they were an Inc. 500 company already. So they were growing fast. They were in like year, I think three or four when I jumped on, I already had a couple hundred employees and uh, man, it was a great journey. I was there for about two years and before I took, before I exited and uh, it was great. I mean, it was so much fun, uh, but ultimately, and we can go into this if you want, but ultimately my wife and I had to make the decision to, to, to leave. Wasn't, wasn't the right fit for us uh, long-term, right? Why, why not? It was great. So uh, without without going too heavy, have you ever seen Wolf Wolf of Wall Street? Yes, that was pretty much us. Like the ownership, the core ownership was. Uh, I mean, the the parties. The I mean, it was crazy. I mean, like drugs, alcohol. We'd bring in partners from like the U.S. I won't say from where, but they would come in and then we'd be like, okay, what do you want to do? And they would end up 
flying somewhere else to party for three days. I mean, it was just crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Like I remember on our sales floor, which I was not on like one year, uh, one year, one month, our, we had to race the board because Google was visiting us. We had to race everything because the prize every week was the guy that sold the most got like strippers and like <laughs> prostitutes. Like that was the, that was the reward. It was, it was just crazy. Right? right. And for me, you know, growing up in the South in Arkansas, you know, I was like, okay, well, God hung out with sinners, not, you know, not, not, not believers. So right, we're right, good. Right. But I was two months away from having my first baby. And I was like, babe, like, I would die if my daughter came into this place, right? I ever saw, you know, like it just, it came to be a conflict, right? Sure. Like, like a, it was, and so and, my and wife take, and I made the decision conflict. to leave. Yeah. 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 And so we made the decision to leave and it was the best thing we ever did, you know, and we decided uh, shortly after we wanted to create an agency that was really built on faith and family, uh, which kind of goes along with the Latin culture even a little bit more, which is where, where we're at. And, and we've been, we've been super blessed, man. I mean, we are, Every single so family, you know, every single child at height from day one that you start working here is on full scholarship. All of our kids go to private schools where they either normally French schools, German schools, or English, you know, American schools. Um, and, and we're really focused on how can we as an organization uh, not only serve companies, but really like serve, serve our people, right? Somebody called me the other day, uh, a capitalistic socialist whatever that means, right? Like I, I want to, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm from, you know, the South. I want to like do my own thing, but we really care about our people. We want to give them as many benefits and uh, opportunities as, as humanly possible. Right. And uh, it's been amazing, dude. It's been freaking incredible. That's great. So I guess a, a great, a great description of what you're doing is, is living out your faith through your business. Very much so. Yeah. Well, I, I would like to think I am right. Like we, we don't know. And you know, this is, I got on my board right here because our commitment, our commitment is create a thousand jobs. Like that is what we're, that is what we're honed in. If we could create a thousand jobs, we believe we can literally change uh, the world. And so most of our, our agency is in Nicaragua, Nicaragua population, 6 million. If we can create a thousand stable jobs, like we're like, you know, we're, we're one of the highest paying, you know, companies in the country. Right. So my commitment on my board right here is to become a leader worthy of leading a thousand people, right? So like, what would it look like if uh, the, the presidents of our country, today's inauguration day as we're filming this, right? Like, what if like 30 years ago, they were like, I want to be someone worthy of actually leading these people. What does that look like? Well, that means that I need to focus on becoming a better dad and becoming a better husband or wife or, you know, just treating people. Like, how do we actually hone and focus in on becoming better examples. And we do this with our kids, right? But we normally don't do it so much for, for the rest of the world. Gosh, great concept. And what if the world did this? It'd be a whole different place. It'd be uh, very different. I think businesses set out to be like, you know, what, what's in it for me? And, you know, how can I hire a couple of peons to get the job done and uh, move on with my day? But when you're actually focused on not being about yourself, about actually serving other people and knowing that based on your level of service, your ability to show up for these people, their life is for the trajectory of the, the trajectory. I speak for a living. I promise of their life is forever altered, which so is, is, is completely commendable. I, I, I love this. I love this idea of, um, you know, actually caring about people. Imagine that, like really caring about people and caring about their life and what, not, not just what they can contribute. Cause I think a lot of the hiring processes, you know, are they a fit for the culture? Can they get the job done? versus yeah. yours seems to be the, you know, obviously those things are important. They fit in the culture. 
Can they get the job done? Can we teach them to get the job done? Can we shape and mold them into getting the job done? But how can we pour into their lives to make sure that they have the best overall experience uh, just by default of having this job? So first time ever hearing something like this, I, you know, um, Gary Vaynerchuk's a buddy of mine. I I met him about 11 years ago and uh, I watched him build this entire empire and he truly is invested in his people. And he always says that, you know, your employees don't work for you. You work for them. And, uh, he hosted an event here a couple of years ago and we, we ended up spending the day together. And, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm at a point, Sebastian, where I'm just I'm hiring people and I don't even know what they're going to do yet. I just see their potential. And I know that, you know what, the potential's there. We're going to freaking figure it all out. Um, and then yeah. an extension of that is putting together, you know, an experimental team to get out there and try things. Should we do events? Should we try this? Should we get this done? And I have a team of 20 that just figures shit out all day long. Like that's just their job. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I thought, wow. And like, he doesn't have to do this. You don't, he's up to, you know, pre COVID, I don't know how many, you know, what the agency world looks like now, but he was up to about a thousand employees, you know, from you know just being him and his brother yeah. in a, in a, in a, in a rented conference room inside another startup, you know, 11 years ago. So, yeah. you know, there, there is a tremendous amount of, uh, of, of, of value in, in looking at the micro and the macro of the people that you're bringing on your team and how you're actually pouring into their life. So I love that, man. So I hats yeah. off to you on that. And, uh, and I encourage you to keep up, uh, keep, keep, keep up the work because it's clear that what you're doing is, is making a difference. So let, let's talk about the business for a second here. So when you decided to start this business, what was it about the agency world that you fell in love with? Was it the fact that people were like, I don't know what to do. I just need to get this done. And if you can get this done, then I'll do anything. And then being able to solve that equation and get people to go, wow, I can actually invest in something, get a return on it and rinse and repeat that process. Walk me through what that looked like. You know, the agency, we have, we have a head of leadership development at height. And uh, there's something that he says that I feel like, I mean, every time he says it, it annoys the crap out of me. But then when I look back at things, sometimes I'm like, Maybe that's that, right? So he 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 likes to look at things, and so, sometimes it's 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 not that you chose it, but it chose you, right? Right. And so, and I'm looking back, and I'm like, I don't think I ever made the decision of like I want to start a marketing agency or this is like where I want to go. It's almost like this like fell into my lap, you yeah. know, in some ways, right? Like even whenever I you know joined this first organization, I said no to to joining their team four times before I said yes, right? Like I, I had no desire to whatsoever. And it, I feel like go, kind of going back that it almost chose me. And it's been an, I mean, it's been an incredible experience. We work with hundreds and hundreds of clients throughout the US. And it's so funny just tying those two subjects together there even. Ironically, that leadership director, I remember when we first hired him, we felt that one of our biggest uh, hurdles that we were going to have to jump over was developing leaders in a third world country, right? Like substantially, you got a thousand people, right. you get a lot of leadership there. And so we ended up hiring a guy who had a program called Inquebrantable or Unbreakable. And it, all he did was develop leaders, billionaires, presidents, like that's who he worked with, EO, YPO. I remember we, I offered him a job. I was like, dude, just come on and we're going to be your training zone. And he was like, this sounds cool. We both like, Loved it. And I remember my wife, the day before he started, she was like, you're paying him what? And I was like, yeah, like, what is he going to do? I have no idea. What's his KPIs? I have no idea. What is, what, what is like, what, what does winning look like? How are you going to fire this? I have no, like, we knew nothing, right? Like nothing. Like, in fact, it turns out two months later, he told me that his wife was saying the exact same thing. You know, these, my, my wife is amazing because she's the opposite. She, you know, she grounds me in these things and yeah. it's worked out beautifully. Right. And so sometimes 
it, it just chooses us. And the marketing world is so incredible. You know, I look at it like, I think there's a lot of changes coming, but I look at it like real estate. You know, 25 years ago, real estate, everyone was independent. You know, it's, it's very few industries can you come into where uh, there's not really any regulations. You don't have to have a specific type of educational background and you can jump into, and you make really good money, like really good money, you know, in it. But it takes a lot of work, takes a lot of effort and you got to kind of get through all the BS, you right. know, of the marketing world. Because anytime there's a low barrier, there's a lot of, not fraud, but you know, there's a lot of, yeah, you know, mar- Marketers ruin everything. Yeah, that's no mystery. Yeah, for sure. Yep, it's exactly yeah. right. And if you don't believe me, but just hop on Clubhouse. Incredible. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Uh, Clubhouse, is, uh, it's, it's been an exciting place, right? And, and, you know, theory and actuality is very different, right? Like going, you know, in all these coaches out there teaching you how to grow your agency, right? But uh, actually hiring employee number 100, is it's a very different atmosphere, right? Yeah. And even, even people that are like Gary, you know, Gary, I would imagine has, you know, the same issues, well, 10X that we have where it's like, he cares a lot about people, right? At a thousand, that looks very different than when they were 10, yeah. right? Like, cause he really knew their kids and their families. Right, and all that right, stuff. right, right. But you get to a hundred, we had a girl here at the office, the office just yesterday that I honestly, I had no idea what her name was. Never met her. I've never interviewed her. I didn't even know she worked for us, but I assume she did. I hope she did. Right, right, uh, right, 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 right. No, it is. Very different. It, it, it really is. And, uh, and that's a priority for Gary. It always is. I never want to walk through the office and be like, who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. I never want to be that because I'm, I work for them. And I don't care if you just started today, you've been with me 10 years, whatever the case, yep. I work for you. And part of that yep. is being able to have that downtime of being able to have 10, 15 minutes with people, at least some point in time to just get to know them as who they are as a human Much being time. and find out what the best way to be able to serve them is. And, uh, and I think a lot of that's changing. And, you know, Gary's talked about this for years, but, you know, each company having it, and he does, he was one of the first ones to put this into play where the C-level, the, the what actually had a caring officer, he calls him the CCO, it's the chief caring officer. And I said, well, yeah. what's their job? Their job is to just, their job is solely focused on giving a shit. That's that's it above and beyond. I mean, his exact words, that's all that they're focused yeah. with. It's not, it's not customer service. Customer service is defense. This yeah. is caring. This is legitimately caring soft and having it. that soft spot. Right, right. Uh, and I never stopped thinking about that. Um, um, so great, great, great strategy. So when it comes to the, go, go ahead. Sorry, you said, look like you want to say something. There's an amazing book I'll, I'll point out. I don't know if you've read it. It's a short book. It's called The Dream Manager. And it's, a, it's around that same concept as well that, that Gary talks about in caring, just a different angle. But it's a, this company is a cleaning company. And they went from, you know, this is cleaning toilets, right? Uneducated people, uh, cleaning toilets, turnover is really high. And they went from like, I think it was 500% turnover, like literally like job rotates every two months to like 5% turnover strictly based on how can I help my team fulfill their dreams. Wow. And like the book, like uh, it's, it's a beautiful book. Highly recommend it uh, for anyone that's, that's listening in terms of uh, creating a better culture for your people, for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you were, uh, if you're wondering, holy God, what was that? I'm, I'm on a plane, or I'm on a train, or I'm driving, and I want to know what the name of. Not, not to worry. I'm going to find a link to that book, and I'm going to include it in the show notes. So just go ahead and don't, don't try to find it right now while you're driving. I'm going to include that uh, in the show notes there, so you'll be able to check that out. Yeah. Uh, so, so the primary focus of the agency is all things digital. So we're looking SEO, Facebook ads. Run me through that yeah. real quick. So we do pay-per-click, we do SEO, uh, websites, Facebook ads, CRM management. So the, the 
kind of the core top five digital uh, marketing platforms, but we typically do it in a white label format. So we do, we have really two different functions of our company. One is white label. So we work with agencies all throughout the U S Canada, Latin America, um, uh, Europe, Australia, and we are their fulfillment, right? So our goal is to make it more affordable, more sustainable for agencies, right? Like hiring a, hiring a hella good SEO guy in Miami is really expensive, right? right. And, and you got to build that portfolio to even be able to get them. Well, sure. we allow you to get uh, hopefully that same level of expertise, but you're paying fractional, right? You're only paying for that specific product. Um, and then the other thing we do is we're franchising, we're trying to franchise the digital marketing world. Again, very similar to real estate. 25 years ago, all realtors were independent. When's the last time you saw an independent realtor? it's really hard to compete, right? right? They started standardizing the process and they started being very aggressive in the market. And now if you don't work for Keller Williams, if you don't work for, you know, one of these big fish, it's, it's hard to compete you know, in the market because they have so much leverage, you know, in terms of fighting. Who's your ideal client? So our ideal client is probably agencies that are already proving themselves. They're already selling, you know, they're already growing a little bit. They're in that 20 to 50 client range. And they're going, okay, how do I now, everything's been more relational and very manual. Now, how do I start to systemize this to actually scale, right? And that's, that's who we, uh, man, we, we crush it for them. How long does it take, how long does it take to start getting results when someone says, you know what, I need a digital strategy. I'm going to hire your firm or I'm going to hire the agency that utilizes you guys on the back end there. What is it, to, you know, what, 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 what is a, what, what's a budget a client would be looking at and a time frame to be able to say, okay, well, we've made an investment. We're starting to see um, you know, a return on that based on our efforts that we've done with this, with these campaigns? It's a good question. And it's a question that everyone, you know, everyone asks, you know, anytime you're shooting out some money, you want to know, okay, when am I, when am I going to get this back? Right. And so, you know, a lot of times we look at digital marketing as a, if I'm good, I win. Right. And if I lost, I wasn't very good or I wasn't good enough. Right. The reality is this digital marketing is a competition. It's, it's a game, right? And so when Tony Romo or Tom Brady or whoever else goes into a uh, football game, it's about competing with that other team. In this moment, am I doing better than anyone else, right? And so, and people, we don't, we don't tend to always realize this. There's only 10 spots. You're doing SEO, there's only 10 spots on page one. There's only three or four spots at the top of Google Ads, right? There's only so many impressions Facebook's willing to give, right? And so it's about a bidding strategy and how I'm doing compared to my to my competition, right? Now my competition may be in a, shoot, we got unlimited budget. We're going to just be at the top. Okay. It's okay. It's more difficult to compete with these people. Right. And so when I look at this, I'm, I'm, I'm really, we have to look at the market. Who's our competition in that market. Am I going into a, a CrossFit gym or am I going to a gym where, you know, I don't know, Arnold Schwarzenegger was and there's, I don't know, crazy, right? Like there's definitely different levels of gyms or a planet fitness, right? I could be the strongest guy in a planet fitness, you know, in two weeks, right? But all of these are different, right? So how long does it take? You know, for us, what we like to do is we like to, again, look at it like a sport. We go in with a, here's game plan A, here's what we expect to happen in those first 90, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. If we don't see that it's trending, you know, fairly decently. Okay. How are we going to pivot? All right. We started off with BBC. Now we're switching to Facebook. Oh, now we're switching to SEO, so on and so forth. And the flip side, if we're doing hella good, now we're compounding all of those as well. Right. But you always got to be looking at it as what is game plan A, plan B and plan C. And you got to know when to switch. Right. You got to know it's that constant optimization. And it's always, yeah. Like the competition is always changing, right? New people are entering the market. New people decide to start bidding. Um, 
and and it gets you know it's it, it's now it's more complex than 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 any other time right it's it's getting more and more uh, competitive for sure what what sets you aside from the rest of the other million digital agencies on the planet so I think there's two things. Number one is how we treat our team by far, right? Like, like Gary's going to say the exact same thing. Like, I hope I'm going to treat my team the exact way I hope that they treat you, right? And so what does that mean? Like, that means that they're going to freaking care about you. That yeah. means that if you want to have extra calls or you have really questions, they're going to spend as much time as they possibly can to try to help you out. That means that if there's an issue and we effed up, we're going to try to own it and we're going to try to overcome it, right? And right. so I think one thing that really makes us different is this. And then functionally, because we have offices in Central America and we're able to, I mean, we hire the best of the best of the best, uh, we're able to have two or three people on an account versus other agencies can only have one, right? Like it's just, it's just the way the world works today, right? Sure. And so we're able to have more hands on deck, more manual you know, input than a lot of other agencies and still keep our costs where you know, they feel comfortable right? Um, without having to do, you know, do, do too much. And then of course, you know, we do have a big team, right? So we do have operations people and systems people and finance people and all these things that allow our engineers to focus on engineer, right? Our Facebook guys to focus on Facebook and really develop out and scale, right? And, and then we've, we've, again, we've been very blessed. We've created uh, a little over 80 jobs in three years, even through a pandemic. And, uh, uh, and which is, which is incredible. We went through 2020. Uh, one of the greatest things that I can say we did as a company is that we didn't fire one person. We didn't cut one salary in Love 2020. It. Amazing. And, and we, uh, which is, which is nuts. And um, we've done all that through referrals. You've, we, we, we do it all through referrals and building relationships with different people. Awesome. Yeah, I know that. I know that. That seems to be the best way to be able to do business. It's how do you scale that though? Is the question. How do you scale the referrals and, uh, and what's it called? How do you scale no like, and trust? I've only found yeah. one other subcategory of that is that is people, people that know, like, and trust me, buy from me, and people that know them know, like, and uh, uh, buy, yeah. buy from me too. So that's always the, the million dollar yeah. question as things continue to evolve and unfold. Well, JC, man, it's been great to hang out with you for a few minutes. I know you're a busy guy, so be able to carve out some time to chat about what you yeah, got bro. going on. I'm so grateful for, uh, for, for Jeff. Uh, connecting us to, and I'm curious to learn more uh, about what you got going on there. I, I love with the idea of this may justify a trip to Nicaragua. Um, there you go. <laughs> it doesn't take much though. Let's be honest. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 Well, uh, thanks. Thanks again for your time. Everybody listening here. Uh, you want to uh, connect with uh, JC further. His, all of his contact information is going to be in the, uh, in the show notes. I encourage you to be able to do that. If you're not marketing your business, someone else is marketing their business uh, and that's your competition. So uh, you can avoid it, pretend it doesn't exist and it's not there and that you don't need it, but eventually you'll, you know, we, there was a point in time we, you know, that we, you absolutely needed a fax machine to do business. And, uh, you know, these days, not so much. Well, hey man, we'll have to have you back on the show. Come back soon and look me up if you make it to Miami, huh? All right, brother. We'll do. All right. Thanks, JC. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Beyond the Story podcast. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Be sure to appreciate it. Signing off from the podcast, launchlab.com studios. We'll talk to you next time.